All right, what's happening is indisputable. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Joining me to break down news of the day, we have Wozni Lombre, host of Wozni at 10 p.m. Eastern Time Tuesdays at twitch, twitch.tv slash TYT, host of Woke Bros, writer at The Ringer. And Travis Nix will join me in the bullpen. We're going to talk about Build Back Better and general taxation, okay? Top news story of the day, eminent domain. Eminent domain is this amazing ability for the government to take your property, okay? There's an election in the city of Atlanta, an elder who says she was displaced by the former mayor who is now trying to be mayor again, had this to say. Um, my heart is saying I'm gonna allow you to ask your question, step up and ask your question and that will be the last question. Hey Mo, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going I've got to leave. I, we had to stop at 7.15. Okay, so all right. Excuse me, before you leave, Mayor Reed. Before you leave. Okay, let's remember to be respectful of I everybody, please. You was not gonna let me ask my question. Oh, okay. So um, I'm asking him before you leave, okay? Before you leave. My name is Bertha. My husband is Robert Darden. The flood victims to assure us that we would not have to leave our homes, we would not have to move out our homes, and we would not be displaced. Those are the words that came out of your mouth to me and my husband. Few years later, we get letters saying, we want to buy your house. I said, buy the house? You just told us we didn't have to move out of our house. Tanya Washington house never flooded. But our house basement flooded. And you said we'll never have to move. And then we get sued. The code inspectors come out trying to find fault to condemn our house to force us saying that if this is not done this is not done and that is not done they're going to charge us $200 a day until it's done or else within 30 days you will be evicted under your administration after we went to court they withheld evidence that we could have used to resolve it but then sent Documents after the city ruled in favor of taking our home. Took a name off the deeds to our home. And here we are, seniors. Where are we gonna live? Where are we gonna stay? But you told us we didn't have to move out of our home. You was working on a short-term and long-term plan. That's what you told us. And then your engineers lied. They lied in court. They lied in court. Your engineers lied in court. Because we hired an engineer, 40 year experience engineer. Went through those documents, find the evidence under your administration. So, Kazim Reed, I want to know why you're trying to get back in office again? To lie some more? To lie some more? Because we have heard all the lies we can from you and your administration. The former Atlanta mayor did respond. Here's his response. 
What I'm going to do is uh, apologize to you from my heart. I made the best decision that I could make at the time because we were worried about severe weather events killing people. That was the best information that we had at the time. We made the best judgment based upon the information that we were receiving regarding flooding. And that's what I was trying to do. So I want to apologize to you, and I hope that if I am ever in position as mayor again, um, that I will be able to um, treat you and your husband fairly and better than we did. But I apologize to you and your husband tonight. And what you just shared um, has affected me deeply, and I, I hope that we will be able to make it better. You hope? You apologize? Let me give some background to this. Kim Scott, who was an engineer with the city of Atlanta, Kim Scott became a whistleblower. She put it in writing in an email while she was an engineer for the city and said, we do not have justification through data to remove these people from their homes. She said it, she put it in an email, and she put that email out to other city workers who were in charge of this project. You know what they did to her? They demoted her and then they fired her. I had a conversation with her just a few days ago and she stands by her word. There's another resident of People's Town. Her name is Professor Tanya Washington. She's a professor of law at Georgia State School of Law. She's being displaced as well. The city took all of their names off the deed. They no longer own their properties. Now, according to Mrs. Darden, the mayor promised when he was in office, this would not happen. Nobody would be displaced. They utilize eminent domain. When they refused to leave, they took their names off the property. The husband of Mrs. Darden, the woman you just heard, has worked for the city of Atlanta for 30 years. 30 years. It gets deeper. The Atlanta NAACP actually, for the first time in its history, counter endorsed Mayor Reed for office. Came out with a letter from the executive committee and said, anybody but him. And then the national chapter or the national organization of the NAACP came out against the local chapter and said they were out of line. Once again, Mrs. Darden, there's no objection about her truthfulness, she is telling the truth. Those residents were promised they would not be displaced and they were. The city violated disclosure rules, did not present evidence as they were ordered to by the judge and the judge in the city still ruled in the favor of the city. I wonder why. <laughs> All right, uh, Big Walls, what are your thoughts here? You know, it's funny, rarely do we ever see eminent domain affect the likes of an Amazon factory mm. or a JP Morgan Chase building or any of that, right? It's only ever used when they want to displace farmers in Nebraska and Iowa. Local farmers, by the way, for the Keystone Pipeline, or when you know Kasim Reed and his cronies want to take up people's lands in Atlanta. And another thing that comes to mind, Brother Richie, is 
I become disillusioned with the concept of representation because Kasim Reed is a black man. But guess what? He's a black elite. And elites tend to side with elites, no matter their race, color, or creed. That guy is gonna curry favor with the business interests and the elite interests in that community over normal everyday working people damn near every single time. And so it's sad to see this. And then of course, you know, the NAACP, I mean, <laughs> fancy Negro Central over there, of course. The national sort of apparatus of the NAACP is backing Kasim Reed because he's one of them. Um, and again, like these are black folks, but guess what? These are elite black folks, and they're gonna side with elite interests at damn near every single turn. And it's kind of disheartening to see. Yeah, tremendously. And I know I would get some flack from people in the community because I dare tell the truth about this situation. <laughs> but I care much more about people like Mrs. Darden. Her husband that worked blood, sweat, and tears for 30 years for that city. Tanya Washington, who has remained in that community, and others who are looking for justice still in their community. Right now, they still do not own the homes that they paid for. All right, let me show you how radicalization takes place. Tucker Carlson has created a terrorist recruitment video. Make no mistake about what he's doing. Here it is. The domestic war on terror is here, is coming after of the country. The helicopters have left Afghanistan, and now they've landed here at home. And the left is hunting the right, sticking them in Guantanamo Bay for American citizens, leaving them there to rot. We are dealing with an insurgency in the United States. Terrorism for white supremacy is the most lethal threat to homeland. I've been told that I'm a white nationalist. Me. FBI, They've begun to fight a new enemy in a new war on terror. False flags have happened in this country. One of which may have been January 6th. Yeah, this is a Tucker Carlson documentary. He's backing this, okay? He's backing this. Extreme rhetoric meant to do what? Meant to make white supremacist and by extension other white bigots especially mad upset angry enough to do violence now make no mistake about it Tucker's just trying to make some money but he'll make money on the backs of vulnerable and bigoted racist individuals and that's what he's doing here let me give you some more background since the release of this trailer which has been panned dangerous propaganda rewriting or trying to rewrite history. Fox News, they are trying to distance themselves from this Patriot Purge documentary. The trailer's overall thrust is that alleged Capitol rioters are, are being unjustly persecuted. And it, put for, it puts forth several false claims such as January 6th, 
may have been a false flag that Americans are being imprisoned in Guantanamo Bay. And the leftists are hunting down conservatives. That's all part of the dogma in this propaganda piece. The video splices clips of interviews with Carlson, Stop the Steel organizer Ali Alexander and others with footage of President Joe Biden and Osama bin Laden, the KKK Ku Klux clowns, war scenes, waterboarding and the riot itself. Okay, the Daily Dot had an update today. Fox News is not involved in the documentary and wants that made very clear. So now Fox News, they're saying, oh no, 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 no. This is, you see, this is a Tucker Carlson thing and it's going to be on the other format, not Fox News proper. Let's make that distinction, okay? According to the Daily Dot, in our story, the Daily Dot did not mention that the show had Fox News backing just as it was being released by Carlson. But after we ran it, Fox News emailed the Daily Dot with an update request. Update request, let it be known that we're okay with the propaganda. Just make sure you don't put our name in it. Let it be known, update request. Fox News wants to distance themselves from this documentary without actually calling the documentary what it is, dangerous propaganda. Saying to the Daily Dot in an email, and I quote, can you please add so it's clear that these new episodes are for Fox Nation? Wait a minute, guys, who owns Fox Nation? Oh. Fox News, you got, okay, it's your subsidiary, it's like your little sister. You wanna blame it on the little sister here, okay? Let it be known, I want everybody to get this clear. This is not a Fox News production, it is a Fox News subsidiary production. That makes a difference. The subscription based streaming platform that is behind the plate wall. I don't see that noted anywhere in the piece. Tucker Carlson Originals is not for the channel. Now take that, Daily Dot. Wow. Okay. Why, well, as you saw this, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, where do we even start with this, right? Obviously, as you mentioned, it's it's clearly propaganda. I think, you know, what's the, the most interesting part about this is that Tucker Carlson is such a magician that he's convinced his audience, freedom loving, red blooded Americans, that somehow, you know, some guys throwing a rock through a CVS window protesting the hmm. unlawful death of black citizens at the hands of the state is somehow way worse, way worse than trying to overturn an election, a freely democratic election, right? These are supposed to be freedom loving people. It's kind of amazing that Tucker Carlton has pulled that switcheroo on these people. And, you know, obviously it's hate speech, obviously it's propaganda. <laughs> I think, excuse me. The the saddest part about this, and I think it's tricky for us on the left, is you know, from my vantage point after January 6th, I was put a little bit at an unease by the idea that what was needed was like more police spending, uh, mm-hmm. domestic terrorism, and you know, we gotta get more police involved. When it's just like, I mean, secure the capital, you know, right, like, right. like secure the capital. That's that's all we needed to do. So I think it's they're taking advantage of uh, the sort of rhetoric that came out of it, and it's dangerous. 
Yeah, very well said. Let me shift gears to another Tucker Carlson dynamic, okay? Uh, let's just go to the video. Here it is. Excuse me, why are you guys still wearing masks out here two years later? What's the reason? Especially your, how old's your kid? Two. Two? Yeah. A mask on a two-year-old, that's child abuse, brother. Come on, man, like, common sense. You know that COVID has a 99.9% .9 survival rate, right? Oh, you got a beautiful baby in here. Nice. Make sure you don't put a mask on. That's too, she's too young to wear a mask, you know? But like, seriously though, it's like two years later, why are we still wearing masks, you know? Like, do you know why? Like, you don't have to be recording, bro. Oh, am I recording? Yeah, I can see you recording. You don't have to be recording. Oh. Okay. Well, why are you wearing a mask? You're throwing away my freedom. You're throwing away my freedom, sir. Well, that's okay. Don't you have like a job? You got something else better? Ma'am, they're engaged. She's making. They're making their little kid wear a mask. That's two years old. That's child abuse, isn't it? It's okay. It's fine. What are you doing? Like, I feel like I should call the police. Why? I feel like I should. I might have to. Go ahead. That's, that's child abuse. Go ahead, call it for yeah. Sir, they're making their two year old wear a mask. Yeah. That's child abuse. Yeah. Exactly, that's child abuse. She's ready. She's okay. She's good. She's alright. She ain't doing nothing to you. Okay, I just want to make sure that she's alright, you know? People are crazy out here, dude. I wish a Karen would walk up to me and my child in the grocery store and start talking about the mask that I have on my little one is child abuse. And this family started to explain their reasoning, having a cordial conversation with this guy, which he did not deserve. But you have to wonder, where did he get this idea from? All child advocate organizations, they have had to release statements saying wearing a mask, putting a mask on a child is not child abuse. It's insane they've had to make this distinction public. But where does he get the idea from that it is his job to approach parents? It is his job to tell parents that he needs to call the police and that this is somehow child abuse. Tucker Carlson, let's put it up. Fox News host Tucker Carlson raged against the idea of wearing face masks. Telling his viewers to do what? To openly mock those that they see wearing masks outside. Your response when you see children wearing masks as they play should be no different from your response seeing someone beat a kid in Walmart. Call the police immediately, Carlson says. Contact Child Protective Services, keep calling until someone arrives. What you're looking at is abuse, it's child abuse. You are morally obligated to attempt <laughs> to prevent it. Whoa, radicalizing the masses. Was what are your thoughts? This is ridiculous. Also, you know, Dr. Richie, I'm sure people are gonna be trick-or-treating in your neighborhood. Yep. You see a child in a mask, call the cops, y'all. <laughs> child abuse. Yeah, abuse child abuse. <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. The idea that anybody would fall for this is kind of a sad state of affairs uh in our nation. Uh this is so 
it's, it's easy to see through this nonsense. Uh, a child being abused, getting beat up and physically punished to wearing, you know, a simple surgical mask is just it's the silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, but people are believing it, which makes it dangerous. We got more on the other side is indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Uh, let me remind everyone, our power panel, that is today, uh, the Young Turks featuring Jank, Nina Turner. We got John, our one, our two, Jank, JR, Rodriguez uh, of the upcoming HBO Max comedy special, Fighting Words. Uh, that's streaming November 4th, by the way, okay? That's big stuff right there. And it's gonna be hella funny too. Um, also, petition. Let's get this done, okay? Um, here's the reality, all right? Now, this may be some sobering medicine here. Progressives are starting to F up, okay? We cannot buy down to corporate Democrats. We cannot engage in the art of gradualism. That's how they get you. That's how they get you right there. We have the numbers, we have the support, we have it. You just have to keep believing it, keep knowing it. We got a petition, here's the petition. We're urging progressive leaders to stand firm and vote no on the Build Back Better Act if paid family leave is left out. Why is this even a conversation? Why is this even a thing? We got unlimited money to kill people and blow things up. That's called war. They don't count pennies then, okay? Let's be very clear. When COVID hit, we had to depend on what we called essential workers, right? But you don't wanna give them essential pay, essential time off, get real. We see how important human infrastructure is. It's time we actually invest in it, make our dollars make sense. Sound the petition at tyt.com forward slash petitions, tyt.com forward slash petitions, okay? Also, we're on podcast, make sure you check us out on podcast. Take us anywhere you go. Galaxy Brain with Ben Carollo is next. That's right after Indisputable. Always Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's a Twitch exclusive, twitch.tv forward slash tyt. Also, big announcement, uh, new video content creators for Rebel HQ right here at TYT. We're looking for them, we may be looking for you, okay? We're looking for people who can write, produce, host, and edit short form editorial videos on breaking news and political stories with a progressive point of view. If you're interested, go to tyt.com forward slash careers. All right, let me read some of these comments. TYT member, uh, just be anti-racist says, "Oh my God, her truth of their experience has me in tears. And this former mayor said, non-apology means nothing without real actions. And here's the kicker, the current mayor who's not running for mayor again, could go ahead and fix it right now. They could fix it. Make it see the silver hat dragon, the government can take your property to benefit the majority, right? It's called the public use doctrine. They never mentioned that they also do it for the benefit of private corporations who want to satisfy their greed. And I will argue this, Mickey, it's always for the benefit of yeah. private, always. Because even if they turned it into a public park, who develops the public park? 
the private company. Okay, so it's always a benefit to the private industry. Uh, Lynn, what is Tucker's end game? Tucker Carlson's end game. Uh, money, <laughs> that's his end game to make more money. I mean, these gullible individuals are going to keep paying for this uh, garbage. Uh, burning the Kiwi Dragon, make sure you pack your proton cameras, uh, wear the anti-carrying uniforms and charge your KRN meters this Halloween cause busting makes, <laughs> makes you feel good. <laughs> Grady baby dragon, are you a real Grady baby? Wait a minute, are you a Grady baby for real? I'm talking about it must be two Grady's. If it's one Grady, you are from Atlanta Grady baby, I need some clarification here. Are you talking about the Grady? Grady baby dragon says, flying out tomorrow, gonna rock my I wish a Karen Wood shirt at Hartsfield. Thanks for what you do. Yeah, that's a Grady baby. <laughs> that is a great baby. Thank you so much for repping like that. All right, we got more. Alexa, Meryl Dragon Queen, apologies aren't helping this woman and these people. Nope, not at all. Uh, Luann uh, Hetrick Wood, MLK uh, Jr. is rolling over in his grave right now, knowing what the elitists in the NAACP are doing to their own people. Uh, Mojo Quid from Twitch, Dr. Richie. Have you heard about the nonsense at Hazard High School in Kentucky? Getting more information about that, but yes. A hippie spot, they should have relocated the homes or people to new homes first. That is criminal, and they would agree with you in that community. It's actually criminal. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? I feel free. Welcome to Racism at a Bar I went to tonight. I just heard Asian hate and I'm over that whole narrative because tell me what is the Asian hate? There's no Asian hate? No Asian hate. And that is an actual criminal offense. I mean, I don't see the Asian hate There have been so many protests about Asian hate. Oh my God. Okay, you've said that so many times, and I think that's the one thing you've said that I can agree with. Yeah, I feel oppressed because I'm a minority in the U.S. Hate speech, hate crime. I was racially profiled this week. Yeah, I know what race is. My daughter loves Japanese. Like, where's the Asian hate? I know, I'm Asian. I don't feel any hate. The coronavirus? You're aware of the coronavirus. Okay, so you know what's happening with that. Do you know the amount of Asian people? Who are attacked because of that, calling it the China virus, the fact that you're beaten down for the fact there are legal records about it? It sucks like 10 times worse when it's your own people, but apparently Asian hate isn't real, so I learned that tonight. That internalized racism, that belief that just because you don't experience something means that other people don't experience it, that everything has to do with your own self-actualization of real world events blows my mind.
That blew my mind too. Now my Asian brothers and sisters, they are part of the coalition. They are part of the movement, the struggle. We are on the same team. We are stronger as a united front. Like this, we're weak, but like this, we are strong, right? Now, I will say this, every demographic, every ethnicity, we have had this conversation with somebody in our family or community, so to speak. I do find it quite interesting that the individuals who claim to be Asian as well, say that they're tired of this narrative of Asian hate. Well, imagine those who have experienced the narrative that you're tired of. Asian hate based on regional science is on the rise by up to 833% nationally. That number pans out at about 120 to 150% depending on how you classify and categorize the data. Waz, what are your thoughts? You know, I think if this lady would have come came out and said, well, you know, as Asian people, our plight probably isn't as bad as poor people in Mississippi or the hayseeds in the trailer parks of West Virginia who are dealing with an opioid crisis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Our lot in life in this country probably isn't as horrible as those people. I'd be like, oh, you probably have a point, but that doesn't make the hate against Asian people any less real. I think her point was just like, I don't feel like a victim, so you should shut the hell up, which is just that's not useful. <laughs> it's just it it, it it doesn't help anything. It doesn't solve anything. Uh, the conversation was just about a woman who, you know, she wants to feel strong. She wants to feel like she's not a victim. She wants to feel like she has agency in her life, and by and how she expresses that is by shutting down any conversation from people whose experiences don't mirror her own. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake. Yeah, and it won't. It will not add remedy because you can't change what you fail to acknowledge. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're I feel free. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Listen, you're going to He used the N word. He wanted to beat up children. This is a male Karen in Canada, okay? He is, in fact, dangerous. They have not identified this individual, so we are going to make him really famous. He is taunting children in this situation. Was ridiculous, right? Mental health, man. Uh, we need a mental health apparatus out here, dude. Like people like this, they they need to talk to somebody professionally. The idea that you're in public 
this freaking angry all the time and had children at that. Like that's that's absurd. You know, forget about the racial epithets and things of that nature. That's obviously a guy screaming out for help who has his own issues. I just think we need to get our mental health social safety net in order so people like this can get some damn help. You know, and not, you know, because again, we say this almost every single episode, Dr. Richie. That dude could walk up on the wrong people and like get hurt physically. Yeah, listen, I I do not advocate for violence, but that may be the help he needs. Sometimes, (laughs) let's be 100, brother. Let's be 100. Sometimes, every now and then, a well placed ass whooping is what the doctor ordered. All right, man, I got more on the (laughs) other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Glad you all are still here. Uh, let's go to Super Chat. Chia Will says, good to see you, Dr. Richard. Keep up the great work. God bless and God bless you as well. Thank you, Chia Will. Uh, for Primus, Karen Splaining. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ricardo Chucky, oh my God, this is why I don't leave my house, LOL. Um, Jim Weaver, Desired of Dragon. Doesn't surprise me a bit. I have a Korean friend who doesn't think systemic Racism is a thing because she, as an adorable Asian woman, has not experienced it. Twitch, triple X, Cisco, KID, triple X. Um, PLC that want to mentally assimilate to the oppressive systems are the worst because they're willing to sell out their own people. Uh, Izzy underscore Omega, such a strong man yelling at teenagers from behind a fence, trashy. Yeah, all right. You know, I really like this person. She calls herself Aunt Karen. She's an influencer on social media. She infiltrates white only groups and she makes a mess of things. Here's the latest. Here's what it's like being the only black person in a White Lives Matters group. People accusing Netflix of praising sinners that are gay and trying to get the youth to believe that black lives matter. And of course, reminding us what the world would look like without white people. My personal favorite, a declaration to say there is so little love for white people in this world, even from other white people. Too many good white people suffer needlessly. And guys, look out for each other. And random promotion to go to whiteprideradio.com, which is exactly what you think it is. And their loving hate for me with 103 comments trying to bash me and find out who I am. Now, I didn't know this, but apparently Trump and Jesus are like this. And to remind us that they're human, this little photo here of this puppy. So make sure you follow for more. <laughs> so she sets up these accounts. You know, in order to get entry, you have to answer questions and, you know, you have to look the part, right? And then there's, okay, <laughs> yeah, you're one of us. And then she gets in and she's able to see exactly what their conversation is. I think that's very important, especially socially right now. We need to know the conversation of the other side. So she's able to expose it. Well, now they're coming after her. She's exposed who she is. They they want all the dirt on her. Here's the update. Okay, so I have this White Lives Matter group that I've 
secretly infiltrated but now they know i'm in there but what they don't know is that i have like four profiles in there so they kicked out one of my profiles but there's like a ton more and all of you guys that are helping infiltrate this group i love you <laughs> so look we gotta take this group down like we have to take this group down also the trolling in this group is amazing right now i'm terrified where this will go yes superman is now black and even better, like, <laughs> they want to find everything on me right now. They're like, we got to find out who this is. Ah! <laughs> Uncaring for president, okay? This takes skill, what she's doing. Um, I'm actually glad she's doing it, providing levity in the situation. Uh, but she's exposing real content that we need to be aware of. Uh, and they think they are in safe places with all of this racist rhetoric. Uh, Waz, what's your, what are your thoughts, man? At least the puppy was brown, you know? <laughs> 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 At least we got one of them to sneak up in there, <laughs> Dr. Rich. That was it. That, I mean, that, that, that probably <laughs> overloaded them that day. Like, wait, wait, wait a minute now. Damn it. That's too much color on this page. Yeah, and you know, just the idea of, you know, white people being the saviors of the world, it's it ignores the fact of just white people in America here alone, right? I've been lucky enough, I would say, to be around white people who aren't, you know, coastal elites, you know, aren't in major metropolitan areas like I'm sorry, like it's it's not the lost city of Atlantis, okay? Like, <laughs> these places are cool, but we're not gonna pretend that the white people in those areas are just, you know, living in the most magnificent settings ever. For them to show like a shanty town, I'm sure somewhere in the third world or you yeah. know, West Africa somewhere is just ridiculous. Like we know how white people live. Stop it. Yeah, and once again, it's a way to significantly divide based on a social narrative rooted in a white supremacist core, where all of the dogma says we are better, we are white, we are supreme. And that's the idea behind these groups. And let me now bring your attention to a very dangerous legal precedent, very dangerous. Let's start with his picture. Put up the picture of David Duval. David says he was fired because he was white. No evidence of this, by the way. David sued, David got $10 million, landmark decision. A Michigan man who sued his employer after alleging that he was fired because he is a white man has now been awarded $10 million in a landmark judgment by a North Carolina jury, okay? According to a report from CBS News, David Duval was fired in 2018 from his role as senior vice president of marketing and communications for Novent Health. He sued the company the following year in the suit, Duval claims that he was replaced by black woman. Well, that's that's all the that's all the data he needs. That's <laughs> evidence enough. He was he was fired and they hired a black woman. Obviously, this is white male discrimination. Uh, and a white woman shortly 
after his fifth anniversary with the company as part, as he said, as part of an intentional campaign to promote diversity in its management ranks, okay? However, Novant Health, which is based in Winston-Salem, denied the allegations saying that Duval was fired for deficient performance and for delegating critical duties to his subordinates instead of completing them himself. Let's put up his picture again, let's do that. Yeah, that's what he did, I can look at his face and tell. He looks like the guy who's going to tell everybody else what to do rather than, he just looks like that fella to me. Now I'm not the judge, I wasn't on the jury, I'm just saying by the way he looks, okay? All right, according to the company, he told others what to do rather than doing jobs himself. We are extremely disappointed with the verdict as we believe it is not supported by the evidence presented at trial, which includes our reason for Mr. Duval's termination, said a Novant Health spokesperson. This is a dangerous precedent that could lead to more reverse racism discrimination cases in the United States. It also creates a false narrative that white men discriminate against based on race. They legalize that viewpoint in the court of law. So here's what has happened now, and this is why it's important to follow. The ruling has now become what we know as common law or case law. It sets judicial precedent, which now that precedent can be argued in similar cases that are filed anywhere in the United States of America. This needs to be overturned and overturned quickly. Now, I want to remind everyone, they presented virtually no evidence other than the fact that he was replaced by a black woman and then a white woman later. There was no email, no smoking gun, nobody said on record or off record we got rid of him because he's white. And the threshold is really, really high when you have to prove these cases in a court of law. For some reason, they let the threshold come way down here to award him 10 million bucks. Was what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think that last part of what you mentioned is the most important one, right? <clears throat> if <laughs> if every black person, Latino person, Asian person, woman, gay person was replacing their job, every time they were replacing their job by a white man, <laughs> listen, <laughs> so many people would be getting tens of millions of dollars, right, Dr. Richie? Because that's generally what happens. Or, you know, generally a white guy just doesn't lose his job, period, for any reason whatsoever. It's it's kind of sad to see this devolve into this sort of, you know, as soon as a black person, as soon as a woman, as soon as somebody from a marginalized group ascends to any type of prominent roles in a company, it's gotta be because of some race quota or some affirmative action. And that's what I think is poisonous about our current discourse about representation, equity, et cetera, et cetera. These guys then weaponize it whenever people of actual merit ascend to roles that they actually deserve. You know, it's fascinating to see where this thing is gonna go. Yeah, we're gonna keep our eyes on it because it sets a ridiculous and harmful precedent and it should be overturned as soon as possible. Let me bring your attention to 
a student inside of a chicken coop. Here's the picture, okay? We blurred out the faces for obvious reasons. This is in Texas, the Forsen Independent School District is currently investigating two pictures that are circulating through social media that parents are calling racist, okay? The first photo was taken sometime last year and posted on Snapchat. It shows a black student in a chicken coop, okay? With a caption that says, starting the bidding at $2,000. That's what it says. Let's put up the second one. The second and most recent photo shows three girls holding up their phones to spell out a racial slur. Of course, we have blurred that slur. Randy Johnson, the superintendent of schools, said the district learned about this last Friday and began their investigation at that time. The district is taking the situation very seriously and does not condone this behavior. Forsan does have a bullying policy that's listed on their website, where it is stated that bullying may be verbal or written expression through electronic means or physical conduct. That fits. As of Friday, Johnson told KWS reporter Christina Burgess, some students in these pictures have received some disciplinary action. Now, anytime I do a story like this, I want to remind you. My focus is not on the kids. It is unfortunate. I feel very bad for the young man or other kids who are victims of this. But where do you think those bullies and those expressing racist sentiment, where do you think they learned it from? This is still an indictment on the culture that produced them, okay? They learned it from somewhere. Johnson said, and I quote, it was obvious that some were involved and we were able to deal with that beginning on Friday right away. It is a disciplinary issue and we are working through that process. According to this information, the school district will continue to investigate. While we're seeing this a lot, man, we're seeing these extreme racist elements on school campuses and sometimes beyond that, high school students go on to social media with their face, with their profile, with the racism, no problem. Yeah, and obviously we know where this is filtering down from, right? You listen to hate radio, right wing radio, talk radio, you watch Fox News as an adult. It's gonna filter down to your kids because that's all you're talking about. That's all you're ever aggrieved about. And you know, I want to tell people like I don't view what these kids are doing any differently than when I'm at the supermarket and I see kids throwing cereal boxes on the floor. <laughs> and I'm just like, look, for as somebody who doesn't have kids of my own, I do a lot of judging of other of parents, and when I see kids acting out in public, that's a reflection of you, parent. You you need to do a better job. Your kids learned this behavior. You you obviously aren't setting the right example at home. And you know when I see kids doing this kind of bigoted stuff that they think is funny to you know depict a slave auction or call minorities 
racial epithets. You know, that's to me, that's obviously coming from the parents and the kids are just getting that via osmosis and spending so much time with their own family. But yeah, I judge the parents. I do. Yeah, and you have to. You got to remember, you know, every kid that's born, they're born a blank slate. They're not born racist. They're not born bigoted. They're not born violent or mean or discourteous. They learn those things. Those are atmospherics. It's based on your social dynamic, the way you connect with the broader world around you. I tell my college students something every semester, and this is right before I administer final exams. I say, listen, being smart is important, okay? That's your IQ, your intellectual quotient. But when you get out of college, when you start interacting with the broader world around you, your IQ is not as important as your EQ. Your EQ is your emotional quotient. Nobody cares how smart you are if they don't like you, if you cannot connect emotionally with others around you. All right. Wise, how can people follow you, brother? Um, B-I-G, W-O-S, Big Wads on every single social media platform. Of course, if you care about the NBA at all, please check out my coverage of the NBA at TheRinger.com and Ringer NBA podcast. Of course, as you mentioned at the top of the show, I do a podcast with fellow TYT contributor Nando Vila called The Woke Bros. Get that on every single podcast platform. And yeah, check out Wozniak every single Tuesday, 5.30 Pacific Standard Time on Twitch via the TYT Twitch Network. Check all of that stuff out. I hope you get your fill of Big Waz. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Always great to have you on the show. Anytime, brother. We have a petition out urging progressive leaders in Congress stand firm. Don't back down. Do not allow them to take out the Family Leave Act, the provision that gives it more meat. Don't do that. That would be a mistake, okay? All right, you can't keep calling them essential workers and you deny them essential pay, essential time off and essential everything else. That's a mistake, all right? Petition is real simple, tyt.com forward slash petitions. Make sure you take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of this planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.